Revealing Voices is a mental health podcast that is faith-based, peer-led, story-driven, and stigma-breaking. Host Tony Roberts and guest hosts with lived experience take you on a journey of revealing voices, working for justice, crying out for healing, speaking the truth in love, and expressing beauty in art. I'm Kevin Early Bird Early, technical producer and sound mixer, and I want to welcome you to Revealing Voices. Hello, this is Tony Roberts, and my co-host Laura Pagliano is unable to join us for this interview. Um, True to her caregiving nature, she is caring for her sister who had a medical urgency. Um, so we remember her in prayer and uh, press forward. She wanted us to move on. Our guest tonight is Kevin Early Bird Early. Um, Kevin is uh, a uh, recording artist, hip hop recording artist, and also a mental health advocate. And he's been serving us already on our program as the sound engineer and the theme song playing behind the uh, his lyrics that that I wrote for the program uh, are his work as well. So, Kevin, welcome aboard. Hello, thank you for having me. We're going to do something a little bit unusual uh, that isn't unheard of. We're going to have questions that Kevin will respond to and then interspersed with his music. It'll be something like uh, NPR's uh, All Songs Considered. And we're excited to both hear his music and hear him reflect on his life and his advocacy and his work uh, in in recording. Um, So Kevin, Your songs are your truth. Your art is your advocacy. Does writing songs help you make sense of the world? Most definitely. I would say that uh, writing music is something that helps keep me sane. So there's a lot going on in the world. And without music, I don't know how I would be able to, I don't know how I'd be able to process a lot of it. I think that Music, even if you don't share it with anyone, even if you just make it for yourself, can be very vital and very recovery-oriented just as a process or a ritual that you engage in that you do repeatedly. Uh, you can build yourself. You you, you kind of learn certain things when you make music. You learn techniques. You learn patterns. You learn. You develop skills as far as how you express yourself. And I feel that making music has been very vital in my recovery. And it's been something I've always had as an outlet for my emotions and my feelings and what I'm going through, even if it may not reach a widespread audience, you know, just listening to it by myself is something that helped me in my recovery. Because when I listen to my music, it's sort of like I'm rewiring my brain and if I make positive music, it can make me feel more positive when I listen to it. That's sort of the idea. Yes. You have a song called World Gone Mad that we'll hear here in a bit. What was your inspiration for this song? 
Well, World Gone Mad was written about five years ago, and it was written during the Ariana Grande bombings, the Dylan Roof shooting, the Pulse nightclub massacre. Um, and unfortunately, there are still many shootings going on. It seems like they go on so often they don't even get news coverage these days. And also it was written when our president's predecessor was in office and there was a lot of vitriol and turmoil in the way that the news media covered uh, that person and the way that uh, politics has evolved. But also it, it asks the question, is this a world gone mad or has it always been this way? And I sort of posit the idea that it's always been vitriolic and violent and dangerous and that's just the world we live in sometimes i don't want to get out of my bed i go to sleep and pull the covers over my head Go to sleep and pull the covers over my head Look around at a world gone mad Today I woke up, wrote a note to myself My close friend is in treatment, I hope he gets help I've been through it on my end, I'm coping with doubt I hear vitriol whenever people open their mouth it's a pity every city that you go, no civility But was there ever really any? It seems so silly to me Hostility, rising candlelight vigils, suicide bombings Little girls just wanna listen to Ariana Grande London will carry on, shootings at Pulse nightclub in Florida We've become numb to the horror of it all, more of the same Pray for peace in Paris, terrorist attacks overseas and across America Dylan Roof, he took in innocent lives in a church ramped up on high alert shootouts like Wyatt Earp I vividly remember when the twin towers fell so now I stop every day to see how the flowers smell sometimes I don't want to get out of my bed I go to sleep and pull the covers over my head look around at a world gone mad but it's the same as it's ever been and it's happening again sometimes I don't want to get out of my bed Go to sleep and pull the covers over my head Look around at a world gone mad But it's the same as it's ever been And it's happening again Today I woke up, turned on the television set I'm reminded of bad news that I want to forget I've been through it on my end I'm paying back debt I hear vitriol whenever people talk They're upset, Republican or Democrat Disassociate from that Technology's supposed to bring us closer But we're all detached Everybody on edge Nobody is willing to come together Love each other Talk about our feelings Instead, they're repressed And we all get depressed Trying to sort out this mess And I'm way beyond stressed We've been split as a nation Since before the Civil War Too petty to put aside our differences We settled the score In denial on both sides of the aisle Living foul Committing crimes and justice Getting off without a trial Lady Liberty blind It's so hard to be kind It's so hard to be patient I pray that I'm wise in hard times Sometimes I don't wanna get out of my bed 
Go to sleep and pull the covers over my head Look around at a world gone mad But it's the same as it's ever been And it's happening again Sometimes I don't wanna get out of my bed Go to sleep and pull the covers over my head Look around at a world gone mad But it's the same as it's ever been And it's happening again Sometimes I don't wanna get out of my bed Go to sleep and pull the covers over my head Look around at a world gone mad But it's the same as it's ever been And it's happening again Sometimes I don't wanna get out of my bed Go to sleep and pull the covers over my head Look around at a world gone mad You appeared in the Ken Burns documentary on youth and mental illness that was called Hiding in Plain Sight. What was that experience like? It was just an amazing experience. Um, they interviewed me maybe four years ago, and I didn't know what was going to happen with the documentary. You kind of forget. You get interviewed for something, you kind of forget about it after a while. But uh, they, they brought me on board to do animation, do art, paintings, music. I, I, I had no idea it was going to turn out the way it did. They brought us into Billings, Montana for the premiere of the documentary. And it was a chance to meet the other people in the film as long as hang, as well as hang out with the directors and the producers and other behind the scenes people. And it was just an amazing experience because you could feel an instant bond with the other castmates and the people who worked on the film. And it was all love and it was beautiful. And every night we would go out till 2 a.m. to the local karaoke bar and we would sing every night. And it was just probably the best three days of my life, honestly. And uh, I got to perform for a crowd of 1,400 people and uh, they got to screen the film and it was just it was just a beautiful experience all around and some of your music videos were integrated into the documentary tell us about the song live life well what happened was when they were making the documentary i was consulting on them with some art some paintings some drawings i was doing for the documentary I had some comics i made that were in the documentary and then uh, they wanted to include some of my music i never knew it was going to turn out as great as it did but they asked for some music so i sent them probably at least 20 albums of material on a zip file and I think their reaction was, uh, this is cool, but we're not going to listen to all this. So they asked for like the top 20 uh, songs that I could send them. So I sent them a mix of maybe 20 songs. And the first one I put on there is a song called Live Life. It was recorded, I think, in 2006. It was recorded a long time ago. And the original version of the song has two other rappers on it. It has uh, my friend Revolution and my friend 5-7 are the other rappers on the original version. And the original version of the song has a sample from a band called Rosie and the Originals that came out in the 60s. But it's a very lo-fi recording. And my I sampled the song and made a very lo-fi recording out of uh, a rap song that sounds very lo-fi. Low fidelity, for those who don't know what lo-fi stands for. It was the first song on the mix that I gave them. And then what happened was there was that song and there was a song I wrote in 2005 called Convey. And they wanted to include 
both of those songs in the documentary, but they wanted me to re-record them because they were low fidelity. So they booked me to come to a studio in Brooklyn, and it's honestly the nicest studio I've ever been in. I'm normally in studios uh, that are like closets in somebody's house or something. So I'm in a really nice studio, and uh, they've got session musicians. They got this drummer they flew in from Nashville. They got David Sierra, who's a, the composer who did all the orchestration and composition on the theme music for the rest of the documentary he's a wonderful fellow and they had a bass player guitar player david Sierra played the piano they had a cello player they had a vocalist the drum player so they had a whole group of session musicians and i had been practicing on the song convey because i considered it sort of the meat and potatoes of the two songs they picked it's a longer song uh the song live life is only 16 bars and then there's two other rappers who have two other verses but i only have 16 bars on the song live life so i i thought that uh convey was going to be uh more challenging and be the standout track and not to take anything away from the song convey because i like that one too but we decided to record uh live life first because i told them it was easier lyrically it's a little less tricky the breath control isn't as hard and so we get in the studio and these guys are masters in music so they heard my original track and instead of mimicking it they kind of came up with their own original groove and uh they're just looking at each other and they're telling each other what notes to play and their one person would have it change from one note to another and they it was it, they were creating the track on the spot so that was really cool to see we had a jam session and I started rapping and I realized I only had 16 bars and they kept playing and they kept going I was like this is going to take more than 16 bars so I had to come up with a solution. So I needed a song that was relevant to the mission of the documentary and a song that relevant to the subject matter, but I also needed something that I could remember off the top of my head. So what I did was I picked a song called Mental Hospital, which I wrote in 2007, which was actually the first song I ever wrote about mental illness and about having a mental illness. And I took some of the lyrics from that, scribbled them on a piece of paper, and I used that for the second verse, and then we got ready to record it, and they kept playing. So if you listen to the song, the, the first verse is also the third verse, and the second verse is also the fourth verse, because I didn't have enough material at my disposal at the moment, and they kept on playing, so I just kept on rapping. I just repeated the verses. The song that they came out with, I wasn't expecting it to be that great of a song. I thought it was just going to be a bit song with 16 bars, and it became a monumental monumental song i think in my catalog and it's definitely like my theme song now and i, I just love that song I'm not taking anything away from the other song we recorded but we recorded it and when we were in the control room listening to it i knew we had something special and then later in the production process they told me that uh both songs that i recorded that day would be used in the end credits so the song convey is used in the end credits of episode one and the song live life is used to end the second episode and i couldn't be prouder to have my music featured in there because i really feel that those songs came out great so i guess we'll listen to live life now that's right and i would add that i watched the program and it your song live life gives a very hopeful message in the midst of what covers a lot of dark times in the episode. There is hope and there is darkness, but it really ends on a, on a really hopeful note. So let's listen to Live Life. 
squad car Handcuffs digging in my wrist not far from Feeling suicidal My life up and down like a seesaw Late at night I ask God for A response but it's like a dropped call Or one place on hold My heart pumps cold Blood bold So much turmoil I wanna curl up into a ball Like fuck the world and write it all off Then I zone out, alcohol numbs my spirit, tired as a weary soul Hoping that water is what my theories hold, I need miracles Not the closed ears of conspiracies I'm looking in the mirrors beyond appearances And this is what I see
judge like dropped the sentence Parents crying, asking for his forgiveness Face the verdict, now I've been convicted I've been in the back of a paddy wagon Dragged out of my home, kicking and screaming By policemen, taken against my will I've been fragile, doctors prescribed pills I've been in the mental hospital Talking to other patients about life issues Med schizophrenics in drug clinics Abusers who misuse suicide girls Fight demons, trying to stay out of trouble Nine to five stressful, but that's survival A piece of the puzzle They tell me I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy Maybe I'm crazy, maybe it's taken out of context We're all complex, strange days lately I confess I can't maintain or communicate the pain I try to explain, nobody understands So I talk to the planet, my theories are abstract Watching TV and I start hearing voices America telling me it's all about the money But it sounds funny, cause I know I got choices I've been to the mental hospital I've been to the mental hospital I've been to the mental hospital And if I'm crazy that's how the world made me I've been to the mental hospital Been to the mental hospital I've been to the mental hospital And if I'm crazy That's how the world made me And if I'm crazy That's how the world made me And if I'm crazy That's how the world made me And if I'm crazy That's how the world made me And if I'm crazy That's how the world made me you know, a lot of your music has a spiritual basis in some way or another, some sense or another, with biblical illusions as well as inspiration from ancient religious literature. Tell us about your project, Divine Comedy. Well, I grew up going to church, and I would say uh, every weekend when I was a kid, I grew up going to church, and I hated it when I was a kid. But as I've gotten older, I've had periods where I rebelled. I had a period where I didn't believe in anything. Basically, I got to middle age. And if you read Dante's Divine Comedy, the beginning of the book, he's lost in the wilderness, which is a metaphor and also where the character is. But uh, he's middle age and he's lost in the wilderness and he kind of goes on his hero's journey. So I wanted to make an album that was a concept album, but also had like some grand overarching themes. And I also personally was wrestling with faith and wrestling with belief and morals and things of that nature. And I wanted to sort of investigate the Western, uh, the morals of Western civilization and kind of wrestle with them a little bit. Cause that's something I think about a lot. I originally decided I was going to make 14 songs and seven of them would be the seven deadly sins. And then the other half of the album would be the seven heavenly virtues. So I recorded those songs, and then I decided I want to put some interludes to kind of explain that it was a story. But I recorded some interviews on myself, and I didn't like the way it sounded when I wasn't rapping. It just didn't, my voice didn't sound right. I needed a certain amount of uh, gravitas to the voice. So it was about two in the morning one night. I'm working on the album, and I remember when I was young, I used to listen to uh, a lot of Outkast, a lot of Goody Mob, a lot of Witch Doctor music. And there's a poet named uh, Big Rube who has these legendary verses on their music. And their music kind of changed my life and influenced me and inspired me. I know pivotal points in my life listening to their music. His spoken word really resonated with me. So I did a quick Google search and I found his contact information. And it was like two in the morning. I wrote him a very, very long email explaining the concept of the album, my ideas for the album. I've actually worked with the witch doctor who is a contemporary of him. 
So I, I explained to him I had worked with him and then uh, we started talking to each other and he agreed to do the interludes for the album. And that was a lot of fun because uh, the, the days when we were working on it, I was texting him back and forth talking about Dante's Divine Comedy and we were talking about different video games and film adaptations and different books and comic books that are about Dante's Divine Comedy. So it was really cool being able to do that with somebody who I consider a hip hop legend. And I was very happy to have him on the album to sort of introduce it and do the middle interlude and end it at the last interlude. So that was really cool to have him involved in my little project. On one of your Heavenly Virtue songs on Patience, you have a vocal partner and it is someone you have worked with on a number of songs for some time in your library. Tell us what it's like to work with your friend, Maria. Well, I basically say that she turns lead into gold, basically, because I cannot sing. If I could sing, I probably wouldn't rap, but I can't sing. When I was a kid, I could sing, and then I went through puberty and my voice changed. I'm not able to hit the notes. So when I try to sing, I try to hit these notes, and in my mind, I'm hitting them, but I'm, I'm not when you listen to me. So what I do is I'll write a song and I'll write a chorus for it. But being that I can't sing, I'll have to record a reference track. And I have all these reference tracks and then I'll run them through programs like Auto-Tune to try to help them out a little bit. But they still sound god awful. And I bring them to my friend Maria, who I've known for a long time. And I've worked with her maybe maybe going on like over 10 years, I think, I've, since I first started working with her. And I don't know how she does it, but she translates my off-key, warbled, horrible singing, and she turns it into something that's beautiful and sophisticated. And she can understand my shorthand and my language, and she just makes it sound uh, beautiful. She does the heavy lifting. So I write all the songs, and she figures out the melody and does the harmony, and she sings it, and it's just a pleasure to work with her. And uh, I'm very, very happy with the way some of my favorite songs I made are songs I made with her. So let's listen to Patience. Don't leave me hanging. I'm still waiting. Give me patience. I'm still waiting. I've been abandoned. Don't leave me hanging. The world keeps changing So give me patience To take the bait, studying the chessboard like a book vertically. I move my rook straight, then I concentrate about eight moves away from announcing checkmate. Big fish on the hook, and he just got eight. He didn't get to slide straight into home base or hear the umpire proclaim safe. Instead, I tagged him with the ball before he could reach the plate. Now I'm looking at the rival crowd as they hate, okay I'm patient with the way I play the game when I'm at 
bad I prove to the doubters that I'm great Make a move to counteract whenever competition hesitates I'm patient, will quick-tempered fools display folly The flag it waved, even his cannonballs were volleyed Discord, a patient man, always a lay So I'm patient with my words when I'm bright and afraid Don't leave me Without objection or complaint When the ultrasound machine shows you the heartbeat Now we're counting Fingers on hands and toes on feet Nine months to the date the mission is complete Take a breath You have earned your rest Take a seat Take a cigar to smoke We escape the wake of defeat A newborn was born Humble and meek without a care And the world dependent on us to eat God is great And even when we're swimming upstream We get headaches and woes Calluses on our feet Still we wait Not satisfied with incremental change We protest the ballot box And we rally in the street Demonstrate To make the life of a child more tolerable Got a lot of work to do We're worth more than the dollar bills The stakes are higher than a volcano With lava flowing What's the going rate on the promise of a starving artist.
in your own words, what is your creed? What do you believe? I return to a one phrase sentence that uh, was actually the name of one of the earlier albums I did. That sentence is, things are not what they seem. And I think that's a very uh, philosophical statement. And it just means to look deeper and uh, don't judge things, you know, like don't judge a book by its cover. Things are not what they seem. So look deeper into things that you experience, sort of like quantum physics, you know. You think you understand something, but you get down to a quantum level and it, it's not what it appears to be. So that's, that is something that I believe in. And I also believe in the force of love. I think love is very... Uh, important in life so i guess my theme would be love is the sum of all things that are not what they seem and you draw on biblical language for your song love um where do you find love in the world that is not what it seems well i think that i mean if you listen to scientists and you listen to philosophers they think that the universe is cold and distant and unforgiving but i think the exact opposite i think that love is the underlying force that sort of grids the whole universe together and it's there all the time and it's there behind everything and even when you're going through your most perilous or treacherous or horrible situation i think especially when you're going through those horrible situations the most unimaginable things you can think of i think that's when love is there the most and it's very hard for humans to wrap our heads around that because we're self-centered and we think about what's in front of us and i think that love is the greatest force of the universe is available to all of us at all time and there's there's no barrier towards accessing it to help you so let's listen to love. can't be undone with love no crime or grudge i'm resolved by love no higher drug that compares to love love is the sum of all things there's no type of shrine that survives like love no nourishment that provides like love deep and wide from the stars to the sky above love is the sum of all things there's no need that can fill a void like love No power that can't be destroyed like love No feeling quite as enjoyed as love Love is the sum of all things There's no truth as simple and pure as love No remedy out that can cure like love No strength able to endure like love Love is the sum of all things no task is easy to learn is love No urge of greater concern than love No sort of yearning that burns like love Love is the sum of all things No poem or song can describe our love No hate or pride can divide our love No man or woman could deny our love Our love is the sum of all things song can describe our love no hate or pride can divide our love no man or woman could deny our love our love is the sum of all things
can be done, they can't be undone with love No crime or grudge I'm resolved by love No higher drug that compares to love Love is the sum of all things There's no type of shrine that survives like love No nourishment that provides like love Deep and wide from the stars to the sky above Love is the sum of all things There's no need that can fill a void like love No power that can't be destroyed like love No feeling quite as enjoyed as love Love is the sum of all things There's no truth as simple and pure as love No remedy out that can cure like love No strength able to endure like love Love is the sum of all things There's no task as easy to learn as love No urge of greater concern than love No sort of yearning that burns like love Love is the sum of all things No poem or song can describe our love No hate or pride can divide our love No man or woman could deny our love Our love is the sum of all things song can describe our love no hate or pride can divide our love no man or woman could deny our love our love is the sum of all things to love i was immediately drawn to the verse god is love and those who abide in love abide in god and god abides in them would you say this captures what you believe well i don't want to exclude anybody so when i hear that phrase it makes it sound like god only loves those who abide in him which i'm not against abiding in god but i think that people who don't abide in love are just as worthy of love as those who do. So it's it's a hard thing to articulate. Uh, I guess another Bible verse, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. So I think that especially the love of God, and I, sometimes I use the word love interchangeably as a word for God, because I think that God is basically unconditional love. And I think that it's something that doesn't matter if you're poor or you're rich your socioeconomic status your racial background it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or transgender uh, i think love is there for everybody so when we start excluding people that makes me nervous because i think that love is available for everybody in sickness and health you allude to wedding language of a sort But the song is about much more than just marriage, isn't it? Well, when I think of wedding or when I think of marriage, there's a bit of property when I think about that. Because I think the history of wedding and marriage, I know there are different traditions worldwide, but a lot of it had to do with property, kind of betrothing somebody to be somebody's property. So I think more about love without necessarily having marital vows or marital commitment, even though I do use language in the song that you do use in marital values. But I'm thinking about love on more of a macro scale than a micro scale. But some parts of the song that are about uh, relationship love, but then there's also references to the death of MLK and John Lennon and Gandhi. 
And the idea is that these people were speaking about love, they were speaking about peace, and they were killed. So when I look at the world we live in, which can be chaotic and can be violent, as we talked about in the song, World Gone Mad, I think about those who speak about love and who talk about love often are martyred. So it's sort of a call to be steadfast in your beliefs, even if it means becoming a martyr. You should still carry the water for love because it's it's still the underlying aspect of existence and i think it's the most important thing in our human experiences to experience love and to give love and receive love so uh, i'm never going to stop talking about love well let's listen to in sickness and hell it speaks for itself my heart is true i never loved anyone like i love you in sickness and health when i feel blue i mean what i say when i say i do it speaks for itself my heart is true i never loved anyone like i love you in sickness and health when i feel blue i mean what i say when i say i do in a world full of hate Love is a radical act, as a matter of fact When we make love it conquers all Watch as Babylon falls, a selfless act as I give my heart Now I'm vulnerable to you, love is a revolt It's a revolution and I play my part I heard an adult remark that love is for suckers So many people suffer, no way you can withstand or buffer Rejecting love it doesn't make you tougher Diverse people come together Whether your politics are intolerant of each each other, I am another you, you are another me, so let's get free. It speaks for itself, my heart is true. I never loved anyone like I love you. In sickness and health, when I feel blue, I mean what I say when I say I do. It speaks for itself, my heart is true. I never loved anyone like I love you. a radical act as a matter of fact they killed gandhi they killed john lennon martin luther king shot on a balcony they all died violently world keeps spinning hate is the problem love is the reason we put flowers in gun barrels visit grave sites like candles no more martyrs let's live longer your heart i am responsible for my love for you is vast like the sky is defiant i love you like you rely on it because i rely on it i foster peace in a time of war love you is what i live for you i adore forevermore it speaks for itself my heart is true i never loved anyone like i love you in sickness and health when i feel blue i mean what i say when i say i do it speaks for itself my heart is true I never loved anyone like I love you In sickness and health When I feel blue I mean what I say when I say I do Kevin, as we wrap up, I want to say I'm in awe, really, of your skills and your prolific 
songwriting and recording. Also, we haven't talked much about your advocacy, but in in many ways, your your art is your advocacy. It, it, it flows into what you believe and the message you carry and the value that every individual, particularly you might say, someone with a brain illness, a mental illness, mental health condition, and you have really made a a difference in uh, your few years of life (laughs) as compared to me. So you've got got a long way to go, but you're doing a great job. Thank you. I guess in closing, I'd like to say just I'd like to end on a hopeful note, because I know sometimes my music can be sad or it can be dark, but I don't want to be misconstrued as a pessimist, because if you're struggling, if you're going through something horrible or something that's unimaginable or unthinkable, I've been through some bad things in my life. And um, love is kind of what saved me. Love is what nurtured me. And without getting all spiritual, it's kind of guided me to where I am now. And I I just want to provide inspiration to those who may not be where I am in hopes that they can get to this uh, healthy place and provide that inspiration for others. That's sort of the advocacy aspect, you know, pay it forward. When somebody helps you along your path, you got to do your best in turn to help them on their path so they can keep the fire lit. Well, thanks very much for your time and your talent and your advocacy. Thank you. 